0: When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. Each week, you will hear news from around the world that will urge you to wake up to these events to make you knowledgeable about what the Bible says about them. Join GJ and Dan in the conversation. Wow. (laughs) I feel like we're professional now. I feel... I feel like we are. It's amazing.
1: We got got headsets. We got mics now.
2: We have a guest. We have a guest. You are ready is all I have to say.
0: You are ready. We are ready. That's for sure. We are ready. We got people streaming in uh, from from different places. Pop in there where you're listening from when you're listening to this. And uh, we'd love to know where you're coming from. And if you have here, I'm going to add a little something, GJ, Brian. It's just if you have a prayer request that you want us to pray for, uh, pop it in the chat for us. We'd love to pray for you this week. And anybody that's going to be listening to this this week, we had a huge mile. We, I mean, we had a great viewage last week. A, thank you. Everybody viewage. that tuned viewage. in. I'm not sure. oh, viewage. viewage. <laughs> not sewage. Viewage. Viewage. It's new terminology. Absolutely. Anyway, we had a great response last week. Thank you everybody that tuned in and keep on sharing this with your friends. We want people to hear about this. To see it and to accept Jesus in the process. So use this as one of the tools that that you can
1: use to bring people to Jesus. We
0: have a guest today, GJ. Introduce who our guest is, and I'm gonna set up the conversation and let him go.
1: Well, he's one of my dearest, dearest friends for the longest period of time. And we're brothers. And I know you and him have become really good friends. He's a clinical counselor, trainer, coach, father. He does everything. Don't, you are like two of the smartest people that can put an intro to a show like that in your sleep. You yeah, figure all that, slap up photos faster, faster than anybody I know. I don't know if that's the best I can do. <laughs> I don't serious. even know his name.
2: Brian Canary, oh, yeah.
1: first it's guest. On the of the screen. Right yeah. there. Oh, my
2: god! right there. Right
1: oh, there on my but side. I and I can't read. <laughs> so, Brian Veneri is with us. Thanks, guys, for having me on.
0: Uh, absolutely. We're so glad you're here with us, Brian. And you're going to talk to us a little bit today about a subject. G.J. mentioned it yesterday uh, to me over text. And I'm like, oh, man, again, another Holy Spirit moment. And I'll explain that why uh, in a little bit. But I want to start off by just saying 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 to 5. It's kind of where, where my mind went when we, when we raised this issue. And it says, we are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons to knock down. Here it is. Strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God to capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. And then I found a quote by a guy named, a little guy named Max Lucado. You know, have you heard of him? I'm sure you've heard of him. He says, what is that one weakness, bad habit, rotten attitude? Where does the devil have a stronghold on you? Ah, there's the word that fits. Stronghold, fortress, citadel, thick walls, tall gates. It's as if the devil has fenced in one negative attribute, one bad habit, one weakness, and constructed a rampart around it. You ain't touching this flaw he defies to heaven. So I think everybody knows now we're talking about strongholds. So Brian, you, uh, you deal with this stuff all the time in what you do. And probably one of the best people to talk about this, especially from your perspective. So um, what's God put on your heart, man?
2: Well, I'll tell you, um, I see it daily uh, being a private practice clinician in the mental health field. Um, I believe that each and every person that um, is viewing and that walks into my office at some point in time has had a stronghold and will continue to have these strongholds that pop up. And, and, um, you know, most of the time when I'm, when I'm working with, with folks, I will, uh, I can help them be, I can be that reflector and help them identify what that stronghold is sometimes. And, uh, I mean, a good, let me, let me ask this, a good stronghold is one that you can't see, right? <laughs> if you don't know that it's a stronghold, that's the enemy's best stronghold. And, uh, mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of times I become that mirror or that reflector in a session to help people see that, wow, that keeps you stuck or that's a, that's an area of your life that uh, um, the enemy has a, a stronghold on you. And, and what I find most of the time is these strongholds um, were, were created years and years ago, um, but they just might be popping up now in our life um, because of present day circumstances that are going on. Uh, and, and what I mean by that is, um, you know, I think all of us know, and, and our listeners know what a covenant is. When we make a covenant with something or someone, um, we actually make these covenants in our mind that are self-defeating that we hold to over a long period of time. It's not the mess, it's not the uh, covenant that we, um, you know, want to keep long term as like a marriage covenant or something like that, but. Simple strongholds like I will never measure up can be something that can just absolutely defeat multiple areas of a person's life. Um, So it was interesting when Gigi and I were talking earlier um, yesterday in in the Mother's Day service at our church, um, just something prompted, well, the Holy Spirit prompted me. And I I, uh, went and did a search on, on the deception of Satan and how that shows up. Um, and then G.J. asked me this morning, he's like, he's like, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, this uh, topic of something around deception of of Satan. And I'm like, oh, let me give you a reference because I looked it up yesterday. Um, and so that's that's just how, how the Holy Spirit works and and how cool it is. But, uh, um, you know, one of the, one of the scriptures that that came to mind or that I that I found when I was researching is from Matthew 24, 24. Um, 23 and 24 uh, is the verse. Then if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ, or there, do not believe it. For false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. Uh, And in that scripture, it's like um, we, we are facing that each and every day as we turn on the news or we, uh, um, you know, see uh, different posts on social media and things of that nature. Um, there's a lot of false information going out, going around um, all the channels that, uh, that are digital and, and uh, even not digital, but, uh, and you guys are on the front lines of that with the show, which is very cool. You, you guys get to uh, be a voice of truth, a voice of reason, Um, and, uh, and ultimately I believe our our desire and our goal is just to point people to the true Christ. Right. Uh, and, um, and get them out of the deception. But a lot of times we will not see who Jesus is in our life when we're rooted in some of those strongholds.
0: So what would you think from all your experience and the things you've talked about, what are some of the strongholds that you feel are really gripping people today? I mean, and if you could, I'm not, I'm not sure if you can separate this out or not, but maybe some strongholds that believers are facing, strongholds that non-believers are facing.
2: Uh, that that would be a tough one, but uh, um, definitely... Uh, strongholds of what do I believe for kind of like the, uh, the scripture there from the false Christ to the false prophets. It's like, um, what is it that I'm going to allow in? And I think that's for believers and non-believers alike. Um, It's it's uh, it comes down to this. Am I truly seeking uh, my personal relationship with Christ and uh, receiving the Holy Spirit to be able to guide and direct me to be able to clearly see what's in front of me? or am i just like aimlessly wandering like a lost sheep uh um just looking for any resource that's going to help point me in a direction and um so i i think you know i just use that word the lost sheep it's like um sheep are very ignorant and stupid animals and i don't mean to call people stupid but when we get into this place where we're so easily deceived um Believers or non or non believers, there is such a you know think of the puppet puppeteer. There's the puppeteer with the with the uh, pulling the strings, and people don't even question it. So and there's more topics right now in present day culture. I think that uh, that fit into that category um, from a standpoint of you know vaccine or not, um, you know COVID thoughts or not. Um, Democrat or Republican or, you know, I'm all of the dividing factors that are present day and without really seeking uh, the Holy Spirit and his guidance, um, it's going to be really tough to, to cast the direction for our own personal life, let alone our family or marriage or kids or whatever, whoever it is that we're uh, connected to. So um, uh, mostly um, I see that it gets rooted in a shame base. Um, shame is the driving force that keeps us from understanding identity. And, um, and I mean, it started in Genesis, so it's no new news, but, uh, um, shame has been present all along, uh, but I've never seen it as highlighted as it is right now in our current day culture.
0: Yeah. You got any questions, GJ? I know we only have a short amount of time with Brian.
1: Well, like I said, he'd take the whole 20 minutes that he was allotted in. I would say nothing. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna I'm gonna go back to playing a game. Not just kidding. Um well <clears throat> this is how the Holy Spirit works. And so yesterday I'm sitting in church and and then y'all are sitting in church and all these different thoughts are coming to you individually, and it's it's all in the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it's all about deception, it's all about strongholds, and they gave nine nine common deceptions that most people deal with. And I'm just going to read them. God can never forgive me. So if you're watching and you feel like God can never forgive you, that's the stronghold of guilt. Well, God can forgive you. And God does forgive you when you ask for it. Uh, I never forgive that person, the stronghold of resentment. And forgiveness is a freeing thing. And I, I know, Brian, we've talked about this with different people, and experiences in our life and, Being able to overcome those things, maybe you want to speak to that. Bad things always happen to me. That's the stronghold of self-pity. I have to be in charge, the stronghold of pride. Uh, I can relate and identify with that one. Uh, That one's been present in my life a lot. Uh, I don't deserve to be loved, the stronghold of rejection. I'll never recover, the stronghold of defeat. I must be good or God will reject me, the stronghold of performance. I'm only as good as I look the stronghold of appearance. my value equals my possessions the stronghold of materialism and I can identify with that one as well so thoughts
2: well um, I think we can go right down the list and at least at some point in time each and every one of us deals with um, all or, or at least most of that list um, and uh, it's kind of like Pick out your favorite. Which one do you want to go and attack? Right, because <laughs> uh, they happen at different times and, and in different ways. Um, and uh, but my my first thought that comes up when you're when you're saying that is we have to Ephesians six we have to put on the whole armor of God uh, and we've got to be able to stand um, against the uh, the schemes of the devil. And um, th- the thing that the thing that I love about that passage. Of, scripture talking about um the belt the shield all the all the different aspects of the armor um is that the the sword is the only offensive piece of the equipment of the armor of god and um that is the word of god so there you go um and uh so we have to we have to wield the sword against these deceptions we can't just passively um, uh, play play defense all the time. We have to step in. And I would say, and Gigi and I, you, we've talked about this multiple times. The last five years of my life has been really um, stepping into a whole nother dimension of fighting the spiritual battle. Um, and uh, just through different circumstances in my life and and, um, and just where, where God has me in life right at this point in time. And uh, the thing that I learned the most is if I'm not going to fight with that sword, the word of God, and allow the Holy Spirit to work through me, I, uh, I'm i not going to win the battle.
1: Amen. Uh, amen to that. Go ahead. Amen. <laughs> hey, hey, man, while you're at the beach, we're going to just continue to have some dialogue. So you just go back <laughs> to the beach. I just go back to the beach all right, fine <laughs> well i I actually have a whole armor of bad pulled up, which is what efficients six, ten through eighteen I believe mm-hmm. um so one of the things that I know you do and I do and Dan does is we start our day off very consistently every single day unless you're like me and one day. And realized at twelve oh six the next morning, and that being in the Bible every single day. So, uh, what are some of the habits that you do to, to help overcome some of the challenges that you've talked about over the last five years? Well,
2: the first and foremost, um, before my feet hit the floor, um, I use my phone as an alarm clock, like most people probably do. Um, but the first app that I open on my phone before my feet hit the floor is uh, the Bible app, and I'm going to ingest either the Bible plan that I'm working on, or at least some scripture. Um, and uh, that's, I want first thoughts of my day to be focused and meditated on a scripture um, and prayer. Um, and then Throughout the course of the day, a habit of mine is when I have a break, just like today, I've got a, I've got a break in my schedule and I could be on. Um, if, uh, if I wasn't doing something during a break, I'm going to reference some sort of a scripture. I'm going to reference some sort of a sermon or, or something that continues to fill me up. Um, I want to counterbalance the the negativity of our world with more positive or more scripture based um, um, uh, content in my life every day. So first and foremost, it's scripture right when I wake up, um, and then I bookend my day. Um, at, we've done this for for years. Well, ever since our kids were born, and they're fourteen and eleven, uh, we will end the day um, with what we call blessing time. Which is each and every one of us saying, "Hey, what were what were some of the blessings that God gave us today?" Um, and then, who do we want to pray for today before we go to bed? And then just general uh, ending in prayer. Um, so we bookend our day as a family, starting with scripture, ending with scripture, um, and uh, uh, that's been something that um, has been very consistent for um, five plus years. Um, and, um, you know, the whole thing is the sowing and reaping principle. We've been sowing a lot of seeds of that nature and, and, uh, God continues to just fill us up with, uh, encouragement. And, um, definitely there's, there's the share of challenges that we still face, but if I can know that I'm going to start the day with this, with, with scripture and positivity, I'm going to end the day with it. Everything in between He's going to take care of.
0: Love that. I was just, this past couple, I don't know, we have a couple more minutes with you, Brian, but I was just looking through the parable of the seed and the sower mm-hmm. in, um, well, was, I have to a couple of the gospel books, but it talks about, you know, the, the, the sower is throwing a seed on rocky soil. And you, um, most of us know that story, but, and I don't want to rehash it, but I saw three things in there that just struck me this last time I was reading through it. Number one, that there is a battlefield in our mind Right. There's a battlefield in our heart and there's okay. a battlefield in our soul. And if you know the greatest commandment, it says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul and strength.
2: Yeah. And the reason
0: why I didn't add strength to that is, is because our strength is our bodies and our bodies will manifest what's happening in our heart, mind and our soul. Right. So yeah. whatever we put in is going to come out. So uh, when I hear that, I hear there's three areas of stronghold. And maybe you can just say this would be maybe the last thing you can share with us. Three areas of stronghold of the, of the mind and the heart and the soul. And each one of those require different weapons. And you've already mentioned the scripture as one. But what are some other ones you would recommend for people that are watching?
2: Yeah, um, from a from a standpoint of uh, my wife and I do the fit mind, fit body, fit spirit concept, and uh, it it rings a little better than using the word soul. From a standpoint of of uh, uh, outward facing, but it's the same sort of concept. Man, I've got to sharpen my mind. I have to take over my my thoughts based upon the what the word says about me, Uh, because a lot a lot of people will just allow their. Well, let's let's look real real quick. It's like Meditation in our, from our world standpoint is emptying your mind and let whatever you want fill it. Meditation mm-hmm. from a Christian perspective is um, focus on scripture and allow scripture to fill it. Uh, and so first and foremost, the mind is so important because what we think is going to result in some sort of an action, which is going to result in some sort of a result. Uh, And uh, if I want my results to be different, I got to start with my thinking, not with the behavior. Um, And uh, so and then and then that that emotional component, um, we have to get our um, the emotional piece of our life in the right position, which uh, I will tell people it's like like a car. The exhaust goes out the back of the car. That's got to be the emotional component. We cannot lead our lives emotionally because our emotions are going to lie to us. Uh, they're going to, they're going to send us in directions we may not want to go. Uh, and then, um, obviously, um, from a standpoint of the spiritual aspect of, of life, just focusing in community, focusing in, um, in ways that builds us up, just like the three of us. I mean, we, we talk, even though we may not talk, um, you know, in person, uh, we will, we will talk in text and we'll talk in threads, uh, throughout the week. And this is part of our community. Um, and if we don't have a healthy community, we're going to struggle with the other two. So, um, center in our thoughts, center in our heart, center in our soul. Everything that we do, um, we've got to focus it in that direction, or we're going to find ourselves just this slow fade off off of the course. Uh, and um, and we all know where where that leads, and it's and it's nowhere good. So,
0: wow, what? Wow. I know I, we could keep you on for the rest of the time, but I know you've got some commitments you need to get to. Brian, is there any anything else you want to say? Like you just feel like if I don't say this before I hop off this call, I will regret it. Anything like that right now?
2: Well, I just uh, you know what's kind of been on my mind today and my heart today is just the whole uh, everything that's going on uh, in Israel and and all of the all of the craziness there. Um, it, I mean read the end of the book. We know where this thing goes, but, uh, um, I, I think that people need to really focus and be, and pay attention to what's going on there instead of worrying about mask or no mask vaccine or no vaccine. I think we've got to focus our mind on what's going on in the middle East and really, really pray for Israel, pray for everything that's going on in that area. Um, and, um, and get your nose in, in the Bible and in revelation so we can be ready and prepared just like the three of us are
0: excellent wow and we got to have you back on so i'm not going to pray that you have cancellations or not or nobody's scheduled, <laughs> but i might i might slip one in there every now and then just so we yeah, exactly. make sure you're all with us <laughs> awesome, are, you, guys, are, you trying to, are you trying to make me. this money? uh no
2: not <laughs> no no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, man. It'll be a trio instead of a duo. I love hey, it. I'll, I'll bring it on. I'll bring it on. <laughs> All right, guys, be blessed. Thanks for having me on and uh, keep doing the good work.
0: Uh, All right, thanks, Brian. Brian. Appreciate you, man. See you. We'll talk next year. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. After, TJ, after I
1: heal, after
0: uh, I heal. After you heal from the hurt, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, you'll be okay. You'll be all right.
1: So. Yeah, oh, go ahead. I said, it's, it's amazing to me when three individuals in three different locations are all thinking the same thing without talking. That's
0: the Holy Spirit. It is. Absolutely. And and when you sent that text to me yesterday, or I think it was Saturday, actually, I thought it was Saturday when you sent it. But um, I I was driving. So we're in Mexico right now. And where are you? Uh, you're at the beach. You're at the beach. Well, well, there's actually no beach where I am. It's just a cliff into the water. Okay, I'm at the beach. I'm fine. All right, all right. I'm trying to d- diminish it. But no, I am at the beach. And... <laughs> We were driving inland to go to dinner. Oh, no, you're not. <laughs> you could be. Anyway, we were driving inland to go to dinner. And it was really interesting. There was a small little... I mean, it, was, it wasn't It was any higher than maybe three or four feet, maybe two feet wide. And we we're like, hey, what is that? And and the people we were with, they said, oh, we were here last time going up this way. And the pastor told us that's a shrine to a past relative. And they go there and they pray to that past relative. And I thought... And when we think about that kind of thing where I mean, we take it for granted the states, but there are so many countries right now that have other kinds of spiritual strongholds, and they are demonic strongholds that are actually present in front of you. you can see them and when so the, we drove by that and then about two or three miles later we see these this cross lit up on the hill, and then our where our places that we're staying. Almost not even a mile away there's this hill there's this mountain on the side of the of the ocean and there is a huge statue of Jesus with his arms outstretched like this and I thought this is insane that um, the strongholds that exist here are evil they're demonic they they, they literally, it is literally the devil that's trying to attack our minds and our bodies and our spirits and our souls and our hearts and And yet there's these physical things that are up there. We think will actually keep those things from coming at us. (laughs) I don't know. That's what, that's what I had passed by after you texted that. And I'm like, man, this is totally weird. Number one, but totally amazing.
1: Number two, but
0: uh, spiritually.
1: Well, I'm going to, you know, a couple of things that came up to me and I know we're, you know, we're mixing things up today because we have a guest and then we you know, we usually have Earth news and world news and and obviously we'll come back to talking about Israel and what's happened at the Temple Mount, which is obviously that's like the uh, the main center of a lot of things that are going to happen from here till the end of the tribulation. Yeah. Uh, so so one thing that I was reading, you know, because I've seen several things, and and I know we've had this dialogue, and O'Brien and I have had this dialogue is the level of deception, which deception, you know, is elevated in the end times. And then these strongholds are starting to do it. I mean, it's like angels are now, like, out in front. There might have been a time where you go by and you not even see it. Now it's like, oh, my gosh, it's like right out front, center, for everybody to see. doesn't matter what your belief is. Uh, so that's happening. So one of the things that I like to look at is... The future, a lot of times you go back to the history, well, we can go back to the Bible and, you know, it lays out the future and everything that was happening in the past history. But one of the things uh, that I was reading, and I don't know where this came from, so in 1947, so 1947, there's a forward-looking sociologist, Dr. Uh, Carl Zimmerman, so he wrote a text called Family and Civilization. So 1947, he's stating this. And he says he identified 11 symptoms of final decay. Well, we've talked about final decay on the show in different ways. Uh, it might have been just one topic. And he identified 11 of them. And <clears throat> they're observable in fall of both the Greek and Roman civilizations. So two of the greatest civilizations in the past. Um, this happened. I also saw it. Or had seen it, you know, it happened in, in, you know, in Israel, different ways. All eleven of these. So number one, and, and there's, I don't know if there's any priority to these, but we can all identify with all eleven. No default, no fault divorce. Well, so no fault in divorce. It's okay to get divorced, and now we have rates, you know, here in the United States of America, at least fifty percent and climbing, <clears throat> regardless of what your belief is that. That, that metric has stayed pretty consistent, which is sad. Um, birth, uh, uh, what's that? It's called birth dearth. I'm not sure what that means. However, he <laughs> said increased disrespect for parenthood and parents. Well, we're seeing a lot of that happen in the news now. I mean, we're seeing a lot of teenagers do things you know, across the country, in our country, that Wouldn't even have been thought of, at least not at that age. And obviously, that influence is happening the negative influence, the violence of games, the violence of TV and movies. So, we're seeing a lot of the disrespect for parenthood. Uh, We're seeing uh, laws being attempted to be enacted that really go against the family unit, Uh, meaningless marriage rights, ceremonies. So, we're seeing, you know, just, you know, there's no covenant. You know, there's just no covenant in whatever uh, marriage ceremonies that that's happening. Uh, we've got a son that's going to be married uh, this September. And they're having to do certain things to satisfy, you know, this coming together. And a lot of it's like, it, this really doesn't make sense. So even our son is starting to realize some of it doesn't make sense. Um, so So that's happening more and more defamation of past national heroes so here we're seeing a lot of that you know they had ties to this or they had beliefs of this right there anything that they did good is being wiped out so that's happening at an elevation right here in our country acceptance of alternative marriage forms we've talked about that on this show widespread attitudes of feminism narcissism hedonism uh, my wife and I were talking about narcissism uh, recently, and we're like, we're seeing one more and more go. And if you're not sure what that is, go to social media; you'll see it. <laughs> uh, propagation of anti-family sentiment. So we, you know, which goes, if the family unit is being attacked, you know, parents being attacked. If the marriages don't really mean nothing, or it's minimized, then obviously we're going to see that happen. Uh, acceptance of most forms of adultery Um, my wife and I were also talking like somebody was talking like well if it was this type of person it would be okay you know and you know if a woman does it you know there's one perception if a man does it and the power it's like well that's just the way it is of course now we're starting to see those comes out and and different news articles where people are abusing their power so we're seeing that right you know, pretty much everywhere every every term. rebellious children, uh, children, and and that's also a a, a uh, an example where the family unit is not raising the kids. And I know we've talked about this. It used to, you grew up in the neighborhood. It wasn't just parents to help raise you. It was the other moms and dads would have impact as well, and mm-hmm. they would help raise. So it took you know the tribe would take care of the you know, the individual, and we're, we're seeing more and more of that. And now that's going away because there's so many broken families, broken homes, and this is across the world. just in our mm-hmm. country. Increased juvenile delinquency, we're seeing that, as I just mentioned. Common acceptance of all forms of sexual perversion. We're seeing more and more of this, and it's it's heightened on all levels, all across the world. And there's a global underground that's happening. There's a dark web And so we're seeing all 11 of these things happen at an elevated. And we talked about, what, two weeks ago, I think, an acceleration. So we're seeing acceleration of all this. The other thing that that caught my eye on this is these are strongholds. Mm -hmm. And there's some type of stronghold attached to every one of those, which goes back to what we talked about, what Brian talked about. And... When all this is happening, too, that creates a level of deception. It's like, hey, that's okay, that's okay. Well, that's not so bad. That could have been worse. There's a level of deception. And one thing about Satan, he's always focused on one tick at a time. He's not really trying to jump you over here. It's like one tick at a time, one tick at a time.
0: Yeah. You know, when I think of strongholds, I think of it like this. There is a, uh, there's a marine biologist that did a research project one time where he stuck a shark in a tank with some bait fish. And of course, sure enough, what happened was that shark instinctively went after and ate the bait fish because that's what sharks do. But then they put a plexiglass uh, divider in between the shark and the new bait fish that they put in. And the shark would just bang his head up against that plexiglass until finally the shark just gave up. And then the third part of the research was they took out the plexiglass and discovered that the shark literally stopped trying. He, he didn't. Even though there was no barriers anymore, he just didn't go after the bayfish. So that's what happens. as strongholds, it we physically butt up against them sometimes, and then in our minds we say, "Guess I guess it's not going to ever work anymore, and I'm just going to quit." And then when the barriers removed, we stay there. It's it's like we have this freedom now. Why don't we just open it up and go? It's because we have a we have a stronghold over us, and it is deception. It is deception because the, we've allowed the enemy to lie to us about where we are right now, what we're doing. And I and one of the things that uh, really came to my mind, JJ, after you mentioned this yesterday, is uh, or two days ago, whatever it was, is that we, as Christians, are allowing ourselves, some of us, to be deceived into thinking that everything's just going to stay the same until Jesus comes back. And then, oh, that's nothing really. You know, we don't really need to pay attention to that, you know, that happens and this is what the explanation is. And and that's fine. Well, it's not fine, actually, but it's our intent here is not to say to people, hey, you need to get all scared and crazy about the things that are happening in the world. No, it's, hey, wake up because these things are happening in the world. And we don't want anyone to be deceived. As it says in the scripture, there will be a great deception that will come and deceive even the very elect. I think Brian actually quoted that a little while ago. and. We don't want you nor us to be deceived into thinking that uh that things things are just okay because they're not. And with that being said, that's kind of a great segue into some of our other stuff that we usually talk about. <laughs> I just realized it. But did you have anything else to add?
1: Well, I, I do and I'll go back to the whole armor of God. Um yeah. Alita and I were talking about this as well. And and I said people need to rise up. And you know, and when I say rise up, it's not rise up in a in force or in a bad way. Rise up by being in the word, rise up by being in prayer, rising up and being paying attention to what's really going on. Because if you look at any any major entity or any, any major country in the world all through time that has rose up. And, you know, I'm reading the Old Testament right down. It, I'm in the story of David. And, you know, there's a lot of force that was utilized. And I'm not saying you got to use force. But to me, what I am saying is we got to be rising up in the spirit. We've got to rise up in God's word. We've got to rise up in prayer. And and otherwise you're gonna, if you're not in using those weapons, which goes back to the whole armor of God, and putting the whole armor on. Because if you're not putting the whole armor on, you're you're going to fall to a trap of like all these strongholds, or some um some type of it, and or somebody else is falling into it that's getting on you. And I'm seeing this over and over and over, and I'm seeing, you know. The church, as a body of Christ, has to rise up in the number one way is by putting on the whole armor of God. And by doing that, it, it, it definitely helps us maneuver forward. Well, I
0: mean, this just such a powerful conversation. I mean... I would, I would hope that we as Christians are attuned to, or if you're, if you're not a believer, we're going to give you an opportunity to accept Christ right towards the end of this. But if we're believers, we're allowing ourselves to get locked into this way of thinking. We've butt our heads up against the plexiglass, so to speak, for so long that we just say, now the plexiglass, in my opinion, the plexiglass has been removed in our situation. There are things happening in this world where we are, we are really, we're on a march towards what We know in the scriptures and revelation, not necessarily just the old Testament, but revelation where the tribulation is just around the corner and, um, it potentially happen soon. And, um, we've, we've put our heads up against that end times wall for so long that we, it's almost like, well, we're still, it's still nothing to think about. And I just really hope and pray that people open up their hearts and their minds and their spirits to receive what we're
1: saying to them, GJ, I really do. Um, well, one, one thing, one thing before we transition, one last thing, yeah. and I think it is a good time to transition as well is, it, and you say, well, I, you know, you don't know when the tribulation is. You don't know when, you know, Jesus is coming. You're right. We don't. And yeah. what I do know, you, you need to be ready. And one thing I know right now, if whether he comes back today or, Four years from now or 28 years from now, I'm going to be ready. And that's provided I'm still alive. The thing is, I could go out and get hit by a bus today, you know, and then, you know, I die and, you know, So, are you ready? So, I mean, things happen. People die every day across the world. And if you're not sure, turn on the news and believe me, they're going to let you know a lot of people died of something (laughs) today. And so are you ready? And you say, "Well, I'll wait, or I got time, Well, maybe we do have time for Jesus' return, but do we have time?" And one of the th- one of the big signs that we've talked about on the show is point going to uh, Israel and uh-huh. specifically Jerusalem, and in news the Temple Mount. And I'm going to just turn it right over to you.
0: well that is a great transition i put that under wars and rumors of wars actually because um idf forces which is the israel defense uh it's like their army and palestinians are clashing on the temple mount and they're using stun grenades that they're firing at the alexa mosque on the last day of ramadan this is happening this past weekend and it's carried over into today and um And what's happening is is that they are literally – the Jewish people were kept from getting onto the Temple Mount, but they started climbing over those walls. And then Palestinians are coming in, and they're rioting, and they're using fireworks, and they're they're actually shouting um, that – I can't remember the exact phrase that they were using, but they were shouting something about blowing up Tel Aviv. I think it was what it was. They were shouting – to destroy and and bomb Tel Aviv, and they were chanting it over and over again. This is happening at the Temple Mount, right? And and some of the people are like, if you if you're going to try to turn on ABC, NBC, and CBS, and whatever the other three-letter agencies are in the United States, you're probably not going to find it there. You need to go to some Israeli channels or some Israeli uh, news stations to see exactly what's happening over there because they're letting their people right. know. And the other thing I I what just reading about on Saturday, is that yesterday, Sunday, Israel began the largest military exercise in its history, and they're calling it, quote, chariots of fire, and it is simulating a month of war against Hezbollah and Hamas on all fronts, which means on all borders. I'm, okay, I'm not, I don't know even what to say to add to that.
1: I <laughs> just you, don't know what to say to you, add to you that. should not write a script. We can write a script that's more like, oh my gosh, all right, chariots a fire. Then, cherry, I know, fire, fire in <laughs> the end. and I can't and then make this rumors, rumors of war. I mean, they're writing the script
0: for us every week. Every week. And then Israel, of course, is interceptor. Actually, Hezbollah fired, I don't know, seven different <laughs> missiles. And the, and the Israel, def, uh, the air defense system that they have called the Iron Dome. They only got one of them. And so I don't know where these other missiles landed or what happened, but they, uh, this was happening may, last night. Matt, may, may you're cool. May, may, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen anything in the skies recently, but that would not be good. <laughs> um, but the, you better be ready. Uh, I know. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm totally ready. But Hamas military, which, by the way, Hamas and Hezbollah, which are, are, are terrorist organizations in Palestine, um, and the, but the Hamas military wing is demanding that Israel withdraw the police from the Al Aqsa and Sheikh Jarrah, which is right near the Temple Mount. And that was a couple of days ago. And but they didn't withdraw. So then all these things now have started happening at the Temple Mount. And um, and what it, and what it reminded me of, GJ, was that uh, you know there are, are there are probably people in Israel right now that are still going to the grocery store. They're still planning their job. They're still planning their, their kids are still going to school, but yet in southern Israel they're opening up public bomb shelters. And whether or not people decide to use them or not, I don't know. But this reminded me of the scripture that talks about what what Jesus said was is that what happened in the days of Noah, what happened at the end times, where people they hear about these things happening, but yet they're still plan they're still making plans, right? And they're just kind of not acting like nothing is even happening. Yeah, business uh, as usual. Yeah, exactly. I can, you know what? You could have just said that and I could have not said anything I just said. That was way more succinct than what I just did.
1: <laughs> no, I, I've been trained by the best. <laughs> Jack Smart, no, you. The smartest human being I know. Oh, my gosh. And and Brian, Brian might, Brian's giving you a
0: competition. No, Brian is the smartest pe- person we know. No doubt about it. Uh, what else, Okay, what else is, what is happening? What does okay. that
1: make me? Makes me really smart because I got two really smart friends. Actually, it makes you the smartest no, person on the
0: planet. No, no, it makes me wise. Okay, the wisest person on the planet.
1: <laughs> no, I, no, I'm not, I'm not the wisest. I do not. Play <laughs> it, but I like. I like that. I could have gone Gerber though. Yeah, you could have gone Gerber. <laughs> you can still go
0: Gerber. Just saying, <laughs> you can still do it. <laughs> okay, I am getting older. It's going We're away. Get- we're both going to get to that point where we're back to having crushed
1: vegetables. <laughs> this, this, may, this may be my last show after all. Can you kick me off? Because I'm no. no, 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 no.
0: It's not. If you try, I will come. I will fly to Nebraska and we will force you to sit down and do the show. I will all right, find so you. I I got a particular set of skills. <laughs> so here's another thing that. that Focus, focus. Okay. The prime minister of Turkey, his his last name is Erdogan, this past weekend called Israel a terrorist state. And so when a prime minister of a country calls another country a terrorist state, they're literally declaring war, in my opinion, on anyone that lives in Israel. Now, that includes Israelis, that includes Christians, that includes Arabs, and anybody else that lives there. So it's everyone in that state. But I just want to make sure people understand that there are a lot of Christians there. There's a lot of Jewish people there. There's a lot of Arab people there. So um, uh, the rain will fall on the just and the unjust, as it says in the scriptures. Oh, and here's another one thing I saw about wars and rumors of wars, GG. I'm not sure if you, caught, if you saw this one, but Iran released a propaganda video that they aired on Iran's state TV of Iranian forces marching in Washington, D.C., firing off a rocket, and blowing up the Capitol building. It was a 15-second video. They popped it up on their state TV. And I'm just saying that's that's interesting. Wars and rumors of wars. And that, that makes me want to go, hmm. Actually, you went the same way I went that time. That was good. Man, you're good at this.
1: <laughs> hey, I'm just, I'm just coachable. Well, <laughs> I got two others that are regarding that. Uh, One could be makes you go, hmm. Uh, But not not this. So there's a mysterious explosion on oil tanker off the coast of Syria. So was it an explosion? Was it fired upon? I don't know. But I do know there's something more than just an explosion.
0: Uh, Yeah. There's definitely there's there's always something more to the story that you're not telling you. What's your what's your next one?
1: All right, the one. It brings up the something in China was fired upon or falling down. So why don't you take that one? Because I know you really I know you got that on your list. Well, actually, I do have that one on my list. And
0: so there was a rocket fired up from China. It was a huge, not not just any rocket. It was the largest rocket that they've ever fired up into space. And for some reason it didn't go above the upper atmosphere and it orbited for a while. And then it just got lower and lower, and lower. And there I mean, there were people shooting videos of this in other countries, like in Lebanon and uh, shoot, there was a couple other countries in Northern Africa that saw it, but apparently this rocket came flaming down and, and fiery balls of whatever and landed in the Indian ocean. Um, and then I'm thinking, wait a second. Yeah, it was yesterday. And I'm th- here's what I'm thinking. I just have questions, by the way. Anybody that's like, I'm not saying I know anything more than anybody else. I just have questions. Like, why did the United States start a space force? Right? Why did China? Sh- why, why are we always hearing now about these rockets going up into the space? Why are we seeing all these satellites being released up in the space? I mean, literally hundreds, if not thousands, of satellites have been shot up in the space last year and a half. While we're all home and we're quarantined and we don't know what's going on, there are rockets going up with satellites. I I just have questions. (laughs) I just have some questions. Record record levels. Record levels. Um, Yeah, and the other thing about China, too, I forgot to mention, is that they warned that they would send long-range missiles to bomb Australia if they supported what the United States was going to do to help Taiwan. So, and Taiwan, by the way, I think has the largest here, I was reading about this, Taiwan has the largest number of output of computer chips. And so that's why that, that's why I'm starting to think now that Taiwan is such a major player and why China is wanting to go and take them over and why the United States is trying to keep them from being taken over. So that's all about a computer chip. Back in the day, it was about oil. Now it's about computer chips.
1: Yeah, and to me, the things that make go
0: you were just waiting to see which way I was going to go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have a I have a major leading up to the tribulation one that just oh. happened to me. Did you want to go? You want to say anything else about wars and rooms of wars? No, I think that's that's pretty pretty good. So, okay, news, that's about it. Oh, well, you know what. Let's do the Earth news because I have only a couple of those, and then we'll do that last one because. It's crazy what happened the other day.
1: Well, the one that we talked about before is the cicadas. And now it's trillions, trillions, not millions, not billions, trillions. And they're under the ground for 17 years. 17 years. Now they're all coming out in record numbers. And then there was some test with these mosquitoes down in Florida. Oh yeah. They altered the DNA of these mosquitoes so that when they I guess, mate, they would become, so they're sterile, I guess, and so they can't reproduce. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, you can change the DNA of a mosquito, you can change the DNA of a human. Yes, you can. But that that made me go, hmm. Mm.
0: See, I was watching which way you were going that time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are at the beach. I am. Well, th- there was a massive fish die-off in Lebanon, and they were able to discover that it was because of sewage water discharged by industrial factories. It kind of made me think about the whole uh, wormwood, where the, the freshwater mm-hmm. and saltwater fish would die off because of poisoning. Yep. Uh, this is kind of what it made me think of. I'm not saying that's what it is. I just have questions. Just have questions. And then the blood moon supermoon is happening oh, yeah. on the 26th of, ma- of this month. Just want to remind everybody of that.
1: Yeah. So, all right. Why is that, why is that significant? Why, why is the blood moon a significant? Blood moons. Well, because he talks about it in the. Bye-bye. the bye-bye.
0: <laughs> How did I know you were going to do that? How did I know you were going to do that?
1: <laughs> I didn't even know I was going to do it. You know what he's talking about? they're
0: like these 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 cats have gone crazy. They have gone nuts um, yes. because it talks we're, about we're narcissistic. The... We are not narcissistic. All right, well, no, 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 no. Well, we it taught, the Bible talks about the sun being tar- turned to darkness and the moon being turned to blood. So, um, and that. Now, that can be a lot of things, not just the fact that it's happening as a phenomenon. Um, but I mean, that's when Jesus said, you got to pay attention to these signs that are happening in the, in the heavens. So we're just pointing it out and saying this is why it's important, because the scripture literally talks about the moon turning to blood and the sun being darkened during the last day. So that's super important for us to remember. And what's the size for falling rockets from China? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> falling mountains like asteroids and meteors and oh things like God. that.
1: So, we got
0: something. Oh, yeah.
1: So, so I have, got nothing. You have something.
0: Oh, absolutely. Okay. I've got a picture I got to show everybody. You're right, oh, my screen. God. There you go. Here it oh, is. Oh, yeah. You, you sent me that. Here. And let me see let that. Let me lean in. Yeah. Let me lean in. Okay. So, here's what triggered this for me. So, we're at Starbucks in Rosarito, Mexico. And which is by um, the beach. If we and, nobody knows that, and I saw it, but I didn't actually put my face up to it or anything like that because I was like, I don't feel, I don't even feel sick, and they didn't stop me. Okay, and so we're waiting for our drinks at Starbucks. We turn around, and my wife looked and said, huh? "And I said, what?" And I looked over in just enough time for this woman to put her wrist, her right wrist, up to it to read her temperature. And I was mm. like, "Holy cow, that was weird." And then, and, but then, then that's why I shot that picture and sent it over to you. And, I, and it just made me think, okay, um, I didn't, I hadn't even pictured that before. I hadn't even thought about that, but that makes perfect sense because you can read a temperature here on your wrist or on your forehead, right? And right now you got people putting thermometers when you go to school, when you go to some certain places, they got people putting thermometers up to your forehead to read your temperature. Right. Like a hospital in the United States. So, And then we walked into the grocery store next door to the Starbucks to get a few things for our trip, and they stopped us at the front door, and and there was another one of those machines right there, and they wouldn't let you pass through unless they took your temperature and put some um, antibacterial stuff on your hands. So you had to put your forehead to it or your wrist to it before they even let you in the store. That's that's a leading up to the tribulation and the things that make you go,
1: hmm.
0: Mm, I just mm, that just mm, that just blew me away. Blew mm, me away. Mm, mm,
1: mm. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I don't know, but it sounded good. Uh well there was there was one I sent and one of the threads were in about the little chip. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's why it could be inserted into an individual and of course there's also the grain of rice that it wasn't part of that article but which yeah, we talked yeah. about it, the little grain of rice which can can uh, hold all your data all your all, all information financial information i mean it's pretty crazy so all this technology is exists and now we're seeing it being implemented and in this case okay taking your temperature okay big deal that's yeah. the thing it's no big deal. And then all of a sudden, it's a little bit more. Oh, well, we can do this. Oh, we can do that. Oh, how about this? And it always starts out for a benefit or something that is good or sa- to create safety. Safety or it's a to perk to make things easier or faster. Yeah, that's conditioning. Conditioning, which we've seen a lot of over the last 14 months. And I'm still seeing it in places that are, are uh, have no mandates. Yeah. People are afraid That's, to go away from the mandate that no longer exists.
0: Exactly. Man, we actually are reaching up to the end of this, but I did want to mention one oh, more wow. thing. I know it's almost 7:30 and Well, um, Brian, Brian
1: took up all of our time.
0: Oh, Brian Brian, thanks and no thanks. <laughs> thanks for dropping yeah. those truth bombs as my wife I know. would say. I'll tell you what that I loved his discussion. I do want to. I do want to make sure we can get back on again if we can. Because
1: um, I that don't comment. know. He took up. You took up my time, so yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and Brian, I you love it. I said it. Just kidding. I love it.
0: <laughs> I love Brian. Well, let me just say um, there's two quick things, and then we need to maybe wrap it up and, and make sure people have a chance to accept Jesus. But I saw a quick. I saw a picture of the G7 summit of these seven major world leaders. Uh, there were seven. And um and it just made me think G7 would be the reason why <laughs> there's only seven there. And <laughs> exactly. uh, that was a test. It, me, it was. It made just made me think of, and I'm not, again I'm not saying this is what it is, this is what's happening. It just made me think of Daniel 723 to 25, where the fourth beast that he sees is the fourth world power that will rule the world. It will be different from all the others. It'll devour the whole world, trampling and crushing everything in its path. It's 10 horns are 10 kings who will rule that empire. Then another king will rise different from the other 10 who will subdue three of them. 10 minus seven or 10 minus three is seven. So it just made me think, hey, that was interesting. I'm not saying that that's what it is, but there you go. And then I have one more picture to share. I saw this. uh, Somebody actually sent this to me. My wife sent it to me this morning in preparation for today. And it's this picture right here. So this was an article in the LA Times. And you can see the picture. She's got a shirt on that says, Jesus matters. And the other person says, uh, I identify as a vaccinated person, not the science. But it's it's more of this right here. It's more the uh, the title. It says, skewed and out of whack, right wing extremism flourishes in North Texas suburbs. And so if, if Christians don't think that they're, that we're going to be entering into this time frame where persecution becomes even more real than it has ever been, uh, just pay attention to, and this is mainstream media, and I guarantee you that's where it's going to come out, is that they're going to start targeting Christians for, uh, for their beliefs. So this is happening. GJ, why, why is all this important? Why do we do this
1: every single week? Well, number one is to help inform people to pay attention and to make sure they're ready. So, just like in the video at the beginning, are you ready? And what does that mean? Are you ready? Are you ready for eternity? Because, you know, a lot of the stuff we talk about, you know, really, you know, it's, it is like business as usual. And it's like, well, a lot of the stuff doesn't matter. Well, in some cases, that may be true. However, some things do matter and they're all lining up. So by reading the Bible, all these things start to line up, and we're seeing it every single day, every single week. Something is lining up, and it may not be a prophecy that's being fulfilled today. It is being something that is a trigger to something else that becomes prophecy. So we're living in such an interesting time, and as we've talked about, acceleration. It's happening. So what can you do? One is, as Brian so eloquently pointed out, you know, being being protected by the armor of God. And and so you know that's in, you can go to Ephesians six chapter six and read all about the armor of God, and number one is you know be in prayer, be in the Word, and be around the right people that you know that know what's going on and then are going to love you and to support you. And I see a lot of times people are trying to convince me of certain things or tell me about this or tell me about that, whether it's in the political realm, whether it's in the economical realm, whether it's in the medical field, or whether it's financial. I mean, all these different, even in the religious, you know, Christian sector, I see people sharing stuff and I'm like, they may be right, they may be wrong. And sometimes they're completely, their belief system is different. Mine. What I know is this is the truth. This is always correct. And you can always find 100% truth in the Bible. And I know a lot of people that may watch this. If you're watching to this point, you're probably searching. And and if you were like, what are these guys really doing? Well, you're searching. And to me, it's it's are you ready? So If you died right now, or if Jesus came back right now, what would your eternal life look like? Does it go to do you go to hell or do you go to heaven? And I tell you right now, I don't know a lot about heaven. I haven't even re- researched heaven. What I know is much better than this life, and that's what I look forward to. So what I look forward to now is how can I help anybody? To see Jesus, have a relationship with Jesus, and I know I can only speak from what's happened in my life. There was a time I was way far away from Jesus. I never thought I'd come back to Jesus, and here I am doing a show weekly out of obedience, obedience, and then talking, you know, to people all around the world. Yeah, that's that just goes to show the power of God. And so, to me, the number one thing is, what is your salvation? And where, what what would happen if you passed away right now? What does your eternal life look like?
0: And and by the way, just so people know, our hearts are in tune. GJ's in mine, and, and many and Brian as well. And many of the people in our lives are, we just want to reach a billion people for Jesus. We don't know how we're going to quantify that, but we don't need to know. We just need to be obedient every single week, every single day, and be an example and be a light and offer the plan of salvation so that's what we're going to do right now. If you're been, if you've been listening to this, if you just tuned in and you're like who are these guys what are they doing? Now's your time to first of all accept that you have broken God's law, the one true God. And the one true God, his son's name is Jesus and the Holy Spirit is also there to help us. If you're not talking about any one of those three, you're not talking about the one true God. You accept that you have broken God's law. Second, you have to believe that Jesus is the son of God that came to take away the sin of the entire world on the cross as a sacrifice to be to die in our place because of our sin. And see, just confess your sins before God and accept the forgiveness he's given you. You will become a new creation and you'll be set on a lifetime at that point. or however much time we have left on this earth of becoming more like Jesus and also being someone a disciple of Jesus and becoming someone that reaches others, other people for him. So let's do that now, because um, I know that our time is our time is short. God, ah, that's not a pun intended, but it is. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we're so grateful for this time today. Thank you for Brian coming on and sharing his expertise with us on the battle of the mind and the heart and the soul. And um, we know there's a lot of people out there right now that may be hearing this for the first time even, and not really truly understanding everything, but in their hearts, they feel this tug. That says, I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. And I want, and I recognize that I'm a sinner and I'm lost without him. And the only way I can actually come to know who God is is through Jesus, his son. Believing he is the son of God. Accepting him as my savior, the one who took away my punishment. And I confess my sins before you right now, Lord Jesus. And I pray you would take them away. I accept your forgiveness. Make me a new creation. And may I live the rest of my life as a disciple, learning how to be more like you and leading other people to you. Yeah. And we pray it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen, amen, amen. And hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. As who would say? Your dad. Amen.
0: Amen. All right, everybody. We will see you next week. Stay safe. Pray, pray, pray. And don't forget to proclaim the gospel at all costs. See you next week, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to Mm -hmm. End Times Chat with GJ and Dan. If you decided to follow Christ, email us at endtimeschat at gmail.com. We would love to hear your story. Tune in next time for more. And don't forget to pray, prepare, protect, proclaim, pray again, persist, persevere, and pass it on. God bless. We'll see you next time.